Welcome to Metaphysical Soul Speak. I'm your host, Elena Fox Starks. Hey guys, I hope you're doing really well in this moment in time and place, no matter wherever and whenever you are in this world or off world, as may be the case. I hope that you are paying attention to all the signs around you that your higher self and your higher guidance are giving you. For example, um, if you keep trying to get a job in a specific field and you get rejected over and over and over and over again, you might need to assume that maybe that's not for you. And every time you put another resume out there, maybe it's been a hundred and you're being constantly rejected. And every time you want to put another resume out there, you have a gut punch feeling or a sick feeling in your solar plexus. That's a sign you're not going for the right profession. But if every time, even if you've been rejected, every time you get the rejection letter and you feel encouraged to continue and you feel like, well, that wasn't the right fit, but I'm going to find it. And the energy is just like, yes, that's what I feel I could be passionate about, even if it's temporary and even if it's not my main passion. Okay, well, you know what? I feel good about that. That might be something, you know, or if you are in a, a business or a job or a profession that at every turn, something is absolutely going wrong. You know, you've been there longer than anyone else, but they're getting promotions and raises and you're not. You ask about it or you imply it and they still don't take your hint or they say, no, there's nothing in the budget. And then the next week they expand the firm. Really? You had money to expand the firm, but, and add other people, but you didn't have money to pay me. Who's been loyal for 15 years. That might be an example of something that where you're shrinking in an area. Like, so if you're in, um, an apartment or a house that you're renting, for example, and you start, um, really realizing that the neighbors are the quality of the neighbors are getting worse. <laughs> like there used to be awesome people and they're all moving away. And now the people moving in are like, just negative energy or they're rude or maybe they're shooting off guns in the backyard, you know, and then all of a sudden you have a flood in your basement and 
over all of a sudden you're overrun by mice or you're you know all of a sudden there's a rat in your house you're like what the hell you know and in 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 little by little everything i mean some of those things actually happened to me in detroit um not so much with the neighbors we had one neighbor beaten on his girlfriend they rented a house across the street and within an hour several people on the street went and told the guy you need to get out of the neighborhood or else because we don't we don't like that energy and i didn't say anything because i was stuck with a cast on my leg and in a wheelchair so and i was new to the neighborhood too and i'm like i don't know how things work around here i'm gonna only observe and in the middle of the night like my like my friend carlene said like a thief in the night he took off he uh packed up everything he owned and he left and she left separately so they broke up um obviously thank god she left him He's, he's like beating her head into the ground. It was pretty horrible, but people came out. I think a couple guys came out with guns and pointed at the guy said, you better lay off her. <laughs> I mean, it's just the, it's the Detroit way. You know what I mean? Just, <laughs> it's like one of those things where you're like, nope, I'm going to stay in the house now for the day. But if all the negative stuff, it just keeps like encroaching upon you, you know, like for me, it was, um, the, the flood in the basement and no one could come to take a look at it and the water pipe had busted and it was like a massive whirlpool. It was one of the most insane things. I had a river in my house and it was over and over and over and over like just it's like whoosh, 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 whoosh. I mean the sound was so loud. It was almost as loud as the ocean. It was so insane and I know it was an energy portal. <laughs> you know, in my basement, I had this energy portal of water and no one could come for like three days. And I'm like, and it was like one thing after another, after another, after another, after another, finally the final straw happened. I'm like, that's it. I'm out. <laughs> F this S I'm out, you know, I'm gone. I, I left, came to South America. <laughs> um, there's certain things in your life that will point to what you need to do. You know, <laughs> it's like, it'll start off slow. The signs will get in more and more intense. And then you're like, I got to get out of this. You know, that's that song. Uh, we've got to get out of this place. If it's the last thing we ever do, <laughs> you know, and you're going to get signs. You're going to get signs in the, the universe will give you the signs. Now there might be other signs, positive signs. So you're not going to get a negative sign without getting a positive sign. So you might suddenly, um, you know, like say you need to move to, we'll, we'll say Hawaii. Okay. So everything in your life is shrinking down, shrinking down. It's getting worse. Your business partners are screwing you over. Um, happened to a friend of mine here in Ecuador recently, a couple people, three or four people lately have told me that their business people are screwing them over. And for me, that's a, that's a sign from the universe. You know, if they're feeling emboldened and emblazoned enough where it's okay with them to just totally screw you over after having known you for several years, it's like they're being polarized against you on the opposite end while you're going up, they're going down in vibration, right? If someone can, uh, be 
completely disloyal after years, you know, and I've known there's several stories I've heard recently, four or five, maybe even more in the past six months where people are like, what the flock, what is happening? Like why, you know, this person was just so totally in it to win it with me. We were business partners. We trusted each other. We loved each other's brothers and he totally effed me over. And now I had to leave town and I've had three of my friends actually have less left the city. And some of them have left the state where they lived. Actually, all of them left the state. When I think about it, they've all left the state where they live because someone screwed them over in business. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. And they, and they've all gone to different terrains, different climates, not just like a lateral move, like from, you know, Wyoming to Colorado, where you're still surrounded by mountains. But I mean, absolute energy of the earth type of difference because someone screwed them over and then they're financially woeful, you know, I mean, friend that happened to my friend here in Ecuador happened to a couple of my friends in the States. And I keep getting this, like, I feel like we're being moved. (laughs) It's like the people mover, you know, the universe and our higher selves are giving us signs. It's time to leave. You know, and I'm starting to see the subtle signs were in my apartment this time to leave. And I'm like, God, you better provide the money so that I could buy the house that I want. Cause that's where I want to be. And if I don't have the money by October, I'm going to have to, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to have to leave Ecuador cause I want to have the money to stay here <laughs> and I have to have proof you know, and they don't hire. What's weird here is they assume that if you're white, you're, you're rich automatically. You know, it's like if I cut myself, I bleed red, not green. So, I mean, you know, but it's hard. It's hard to get a job here. Really, really hard to get a job here. They don't believe you. Oh, you're from California. That makes you rich automatically. <laughs> you're American. Oh, well, you're definitely rich. So they won't hire us. So we can start a business here and then everyone will come in and buy stuff from us you know, but they won't hire us for a job. So it's kind of funny. It's like, unless you're an entrepreneur, don't move to Ecuador. Right. Um, and like people are very sweet and loving and open-minded, but they just assume that you're rich because of the color of your skin. It's a weird form of racism, but they will hire somebody local over, you know, someone who grew up here over you because they don't have money and you do based on the color of your skin. It's an assumption. (laughs) So, you know, even if you, even if you do work there and you speak both languages and you could pull in, you know, the gringos as well as the locals, you know, but no one thinks about that. They just, oh, well, you already have money. So how'd you get here? You had money, obviously. Oh yeah. The money to travel, obviously (laughs) it's like, yeah, but traveling the way I do on a shoestring budget is a lot cheaper than renting an apartment in California (laughs) or paying bills in Detroit. So, I mean, Hey, but people don't get that. They just see the words travel and they know they can't afford it. So then they go, well, you know, even though they can afford it, they just don't want to. Anyone can shoestring travel, but it just, it's a matter of priority. Usually people that get jealous of that, um, usually just don't make it a priority. You make it a priority, bada boom, bada bing, you're gone. Right. I mean, I stay in $5 a night hostels. I mean, 
everyone can afford that for the most part. But if you're listening to me on iTunes or on an iPhone, you can afford travel the way I did. Trust me, especially if you bought that new. <laughs> I mean, you know, and, and the, the cost of an iPhone can get you through um, most parts of Peru and Ecuador for a month. So <laughs> anyway, um, but I've noticed that there's like signs and changes of things, right? There's signs and changes all, all around. And I, um, noticed that even in the pigeons, there's been changes. Like we have Fred and Ethel, they're a beautiful pigeon couple. I'm assuming they're married the way the pigeons can be married to each other. And we've been here for almost two years and they've been together the whole time. And they've had two children, a, a boy and a girl, we, from what we can tell. I don't know why we can tell that, but it's just the energy that we get from them. We don't really know, but we see the aggressiveness in the boys and the non-aggressiveness in the girls and we're assuming, and it, maybe it's maybe it's heteronormative. <laughs> and maybe we're putting this on to the pigeons and maybe that's not at all the case, but we noticed that last week the uh, female she left and she started chatting up other men <laughs> so she's like all talking to this guy talking to that guy you know pigeon world pigeon gossip right we see it happening and then fred who was left behind at home he's just hanging out on the windowsill looking in watching us um cook like for hours he's hanging out with us all by himself and he he's like looking particularly sad and um i asked him where's his woman and he kind of looks he had a, a look in his eye just like you know just like we're fighting right now or she left it was just like such a sad look and such a sad energy came from him when i asked him i felt it in my heart you know my intuitive empath thing and then he left went back over to the other side the other window you know and one day i saw her and I'm, i thought she had died maybe because i didn't see her for like a week or two and i'm like where is she and then i um saw her i saw her on the neighbor's ledge and i'm like oh my god she's chatting up someone else that has a windowsill in the building right <laughs> you know she's like gone to the neighbors i'm like no i'm like ethel you need to stay away from them and i knew that that particular neighbor is poisoned and killed pigeons in the past. So I was like kind of scared, but I convinced her to come back. You know, I'm like, you better come back over here, you know, get back together with Fred. He's sad. He misses you. And one day I saw her on the roof and I'm all, Hey Ethel, where are you? Where have you been girl? You know, and she came flying over to me and, um, I had left all my windows open because it was a hot day. And um, I started watching TV. She like flown. She hung out with me for a while. Then she left. And the next thing I know, she's inside my, <laughs> inside my dining room on my dining room table, freaking out because she got between the, um, the windows and she couldn't judge the distance. I think she can't see very well or something in, you know, cause it was dark in my, I didn't have a light on and she was just like, what am I going to do? And she wouldn't let me touch her. She wanted to be near me, but she was afraid. And I'm like, I'm not going to hurt you, girl. You know me, you've known me for two years, you know? And, and so she got stuck and then she hopped in, got stuck between my, <laughs> between my window and my lace curtain. <laughs> and she's like flapping and flapping frantically. So like, it, it was just like ridiculous. It was such a ridiculous scene. And so I had to open up the other window so she could make a decision which window to go out of. 
Um, I had one window closed and my other, all, like three other windows open. So anyway, I had to let her out. And then she, she still hung out on the windowsill next to me. She just wouldn't come inside. But so she came back, but that was like a weird thing. It was like, wow, you know, that was a weird, I don't know what it means. And I did find one of her feathers on the ground a week before that. And I'm like, okay, you know, wings, feathers, flying, you know, you know, fly the coop, you know, all these, all these things are coming into my mind, you know, and even playing my, uh, word game that I sometimes do with my friends on Facebook and the word coos came up a lot, like, you know, cooing like a pigeon. And, and then today I saw a, um, white pigeon that looked like a dove and it was absolutely hundred percent pure white, not one gray spot on the whole on her at all. And she flew in front of my bedroom window, which is the other side of our apartment. And she flew to the right and completely pure white. And I thought, well, that's another sign, right? That's a subtle sign from the universe. You know, if we don't leave here soon, I know the more, the bigger signs will come. And I know I need to leave. I just don't have the money to leave. So I'm waiting, but, um, flying anything like a bird flying to the right in augury, which is um, a divination, divination from um, Scotland, from the Picts. It, if a bird flies to the left, that means no or something from your past. If a bird flies to the right, it's something in your future or yes. And depending on the kind of bird it is, so that's also a message, right? So. Yeah, I just, I wasn't trying to do augury. I hadn't asked a question, but she flew to my future and she was pure white. Does that mean that my future is going to be clear, open, free from the gray areas that I'm questioning? There's no black on her, so there's no uh, negativity. Um, You know, so like I'm contemplating the signs and I see signs in the clouds all the time. This morning I saw a kitten the whole cloud formed looked like a kitten looking up and then its mouth open like it was meowing like that part of the cloud moved it was so freaky i was like oh my god i think the lyrans i've seen lyran ships in the past uh, several days and they're very very cloaked i was supposed to channel them today and they said no so they're not with me today they're not even near me now they're somewhere else something's going on with the lyrans i don't know what it is but maybe they'll come back um and hang out with me again soon but they keep giving me like cat clouds I keep seeing like big huge faces of cats or the shape of a cat or like this little kitten meowing like seeing up with a fluffy tail behind her looking up it was very awesome but also strange to like look up and see like oh my god it was very obvious cat in the clouds so I'm looking at the signs I'm looking at the signs all around me and I know I'm gonna have to leave and I feel it and Yesterday, I had the energy of when I do move, I'm going to have a cat. I'm going to have a kitty cat with me. And I'm going to be very happy and I'm going to be very calm. And I'm going to be like, I mean, not going to be like a cat lady with a hundred cats, but we want one cat. My son and I are like talking about, let's, let's get a cat. All right, we'll do that. But I don't want a cat until I own a house here, until I'm like really secure and safe. And I know that I'm going to be all right as far as, um, being able to pay my way through, <laughs> through my life. And I'm working on it. I, I tried over the weekend to start a, um, in my eBay account. I haven't sold anything in several years 
And I started to get ready to do that again. And I put up four listings for perfume, men's and women's colognes. And one was unisex. And I'm like giving him like a massive discount, like, you know, $70 off these really incredible designer. They're not fakes or knockoffs. They're really good. They're like designer perfume. I think one was only like $35 off, but it wasn't very much money to begin with. And then one was um, like $70 off. And one was actually over like $105 off. So I'm giving these hugely discounted perfumes, right? And I'm selling them on um, eBay. And I was so excited and I had done really good. I put a lot of work into my descriptions. I'm putting, putting floral language. I'm putting this beautiful, like, you know, stories and different things. And eBay just erased it and sent me several emails in a row saying that someone is using my account. And I'm like, yeah, duh, M-O. M-O-F-O, <laughs> mofos, I'm actually using my own account again. Oh my God, you know, I proved it was me, but there was no way. They just erased everything. All my work was gone. And I'm like, oh, I forgot they could do that. They're just such jerks sometimes. They've erased my stuff before, and but I had um, remembered that they could do that before. And so I would write out the descriptions in like... Uh, you know, open office or something first. And so I'm gonna have to start doing that because I can't freaking trust them. It's like, why, why do you care if like, why couldn't you have asked me? Why couldn't you give me a warning? So now I'm thinking, all right, do I need to have that or not? So I'm looking at the signs of it, you know, they're being dicks. Okay, fine. I'm going to try it again. And if they erase my listings again, then that might not be the way for me to go. Right. My higher guidance said, yeah, that's fine. You should do that. I feel like I can make enough money to stay in the country and replenish my income that I'm going to completely lose in October when my kid turns 18. I think I could do it, you know, so I'm kind of looking at the signs. Though. So I want you guys to pay attention to the signs and the different things that are going on in your life, right? I'm giving you my life examples so that you could see where I'm, you know, where I'm going with that. Like your body will give you signs. Um, You wake up and you say, what do I want to eat today? Well, chances are, it's not like you want to go have soda in a candy bar, right? Chances are your body's going to be like, I want grapefruit or I want an omelet or pancake sounds good today. Or maybe you just want a big, huge bowl of fruit and a thing of yogurt, right? Your body will tell you what it wants first. You know, your instincts of Oh, I want a candy bar. (laughs) I want a pile of cookies. You know, that's just stuff that happens usually in the afternoon when your mind needs more fuel to think, you know, um, when you get cravings, women tend to crave chocolate in the afternoons. Men tend to crave meat. You know, they want a hot dog or they want a hamburger or they want a straight up like steak. Men tend to crave like heavy duty, heavy dense protein, especially if they're working hard physically and women if they're working hard physically it's always chocolate it's always like I want chocolate you know chocolate ice cream or hot cocoa or whatever it is but our bodies female male bodies uh, work differently so you know but there's signs right you know like if you crave chocolate and even if you're a man or a woman doesn't matter you crave chocolate you probably need magnesium because it's high in magnesium you know what did I say yesterday I think it's high in zinc but also through your bromine But, um, so whatever you need is what your body's going to tell you it craves, especially if you're extremely healthy. 
I mean, I spent a couple of years not having sugar and not having um, anything bad. It was a hundred percent really strict diet. I did that to save my life. And then one day I got very sick with the flu, like so sick. I thought I was absolutely going to die. Then I said, okay, body, what do you want right now? And my whole car smelled like Snickers bars. I'm like, what the hell? You know, I've been perfect for two years, eating absolutely perfect. Every morsel accounted for and perfect. And I went to the store and I got a Snickers bar and I ate it. And all of a sudden I felt 100% better. I don't know what was in that Snickers bar. <laughs> Whatever it was, it healed my body in that moment. You know, I was low on some mineral and I started having this crazy... Um, I started to get a really bad fever and I started coughing and then I couldn't um, breathe very well and I'm driving and I was going on my way to work and it hit me suddenly within 10 minutes and this was like oh my gosh like going back 10 maybe no about 12 years ago and I was driving down the highway and I was just like what the hell and I was like right before a convenience store and then there wasn't another one for 30 minutes so it was like I better go there and it just freaked me. I could barely walk. It freaked me out. Like, I'm like, what the hell is happening to me right now? But when I smelled the Snickers bar, I knew my angels are telling me that's what you need. And so I bought two of them. I bought like two king size Snickers bars and I hadn't had candy in like two years. <laughs> and I was like, what the hell, you know, but I had a couple bites and all of a sudden my headache cleared up immediately. And then I had another bite and then my uh, breathing restored which was weird and then I ate the rest of the big candy bar you know the first one I had the other one for later and it was like all of a sudden I was 100% and the fever started to go away and I'm like what the hell was that <laughs> the cure was that so so insane like I hadn't even eaten peanuts in two years nothing that grew underneath the ground for two years I was, I had an extremely strict anti-yeast diet, you know, and I wish the doctor told me you could just take yeast, um, anti-yeast or anti-fungal, uh, pills for three weeks and be completely over it in three weeks. But no, I mean, I had to spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars on herbs and eating right. And after two years of that, I finally was cured, but I don't know. It's like, it's like, I feel like sometimes I wish the naturopathics and the allopathics would work together, right? Okay, put her on the herbs, put her on the diet, but also give her the antifungals, right? Be done with it in a month. I mean, it made my life miserable for two years. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, as I'm talking and I look up and there's a geometrical shape in the sky that looks like a cat, almost like a um, just sitting up cat like the one before, but... It's not as clear, but it's almost like a geometric. It's almost like a Picasso of a cat painting. Very strange. It's the same shape, though, general shape. And behind it's a like a Phoenician god with a beard is the shape of the cloud. I don't know if that means anything to any of you, but there you go. It's like the, the cat energy. It's like a... I think it's a cat energy. It feels like it is. My higher guidance muscle testing says yes that it is and inside that shape is like it now it's a star a five-pointed star that must mean something to some of you anyway I I look at the signs and I feel the signs and sometimes they'll come to you in a flash of intuition sometimes they'll come to you in 
like the smell of Snickers bars in my car, for example, might be a smell of something like there might be an energy in your life that you need. You might just be super melancholy and you don't know why. And you say, what would make me feel better right now? You know, universe. And you might suddenly have the smell of gardenias and you're like, okay, cool. So you go buy brand like, you know, fresh gardenias and all of a sudden you feel a hundred percent. You're fine again. There's something in the energy of the gardenias that would be what you need. Or maybe you buy perfume that has that smell that, you know, essential oil of gardenias, incredibly beautiful smell. And maybe that's just the thing that you needed, you know? Um, I know for me, citrus fruit smells make me happy. Um, Not as much lime, but more like oranges, grapefruit, uh, lemon, especially lemon. The three combined is really, um, the scent of it is so amazing. You know, and if you don't have the essential oils, you could like, like with a um, cheese slicer or a paring knife, cut out the outer rind, put it in a a pot on your stove, add water and just um, boil it. And that will, that will cleanse your air. Actually, um, citrus, uh, rinds will cleanse your air and it will make, um, it kills germs and everything. So that's another thing I, from yesterday. Oh, and by the way, wash your hands all the time. Keep your body clean. Duh. Forgot to say that yesterday during my antivirus lecture, <laughs> the most super obvious thing, wash your freaking hands. Yeah. I mean, it works. Keep washing your hands. Even if it's not antibacterial soap, just soap and water. Every time you leave the house, come back and every time you come back, wash your hands, wash your hands, wash your hands. You know, I'm washing my hands, you know, 20 times a day because I'm always like freaked out about germs. But, um, <laughs> like if it's been an hour and I've washed my hands, I go and wash. It's like, I don't know. It's crazy, but, um, I don't, I'm not obsessive compulsive or anything like that, but it's just like, I'm always like, oh, well, I, touch that surface. Maybe, I don't know. I just want to get rid of the germs, you know, (laughs) in case there's any, like today I went out and I pet, um, this dog that I call the old man and it makes him angry, right? He hates being called the old man. I could tell the look on his face, but he knows that I love him. Right. And I said, Hey, I want to pet you. If you want me to pet you, let me know when I come out of the store. And then he was just like, he just kind of looked at me and then side glanced me and then looked away from me like all right up to you and I I went into the store and I came out and he was waiting for me I'm like hey and then he was happy he I guess he was mad because I called him old man (laughs) but anyway um so how else do signs come sometimes animals will be your your sign people they will give you your signs the animals always give me signs and let's see what else Dreams, you'll get signs in your dreams. You'll get signs in what people say. And what's really weird, some of the signs will come to you in the form of you'll be saying something to somebody like, I really need to drop this job. And then you'll like turn on the radio and it'll be like an ad for monster jobs or something. It'll be an ad for get a new job here, get your new career here, you know, tweak your resume or it'll be something about jobs. So if it's like about jobs, you know, or if you think, you know, I really, um, I think this person's cheating on me. And then you go home, you turn on Netflix and it's an episode of, of your favorite show in which someone's cheating on someone. And you're like, holy crap, that's a sign. And then you get a phone call and your friend says, so-and-so was cheating on me. Boom. Another sign. So that's like another way where like everything seems to line up where 
it's either your mind putting the energy out there and then you get that self-fulfilling prophecy, or you might be wondering about something and you ask an open-ended question, is this happening or not? Yes or no. Or why is this person not contacting me as often as he should or she should, you know, if it's a relationship issue. And usually if you don't know why, if you don't have that energy of that person's definitely cheating, you could say, Hey universe, let me know what's going on with that person. Why are they not with me? Why are they not calling me? You know, you might get like four or five uh, messages like on the radio, on the TV, on a Netflix show, on a YouTube ad, you know, it could be anywhere or people talking on the street. You're going in line at this grocery store and someone's saying something, you know, and they'll say so-and-so sick. Maybe everything says, oh, they're sick, they're sick, they're sick, cancer, cancer, cancer. And then a week later you get a call from the person. They say, yeah, I have cancer. Sorry, I haven't been talking to you. Right. Or it might be, Hey, you know, um, I cheated on you and now I want to break up, you know? <laughs> so it's just, but you'll get the signs and you'll get the signs when you ask for them, you could say yes or no, and then you'll get yes or no answer, or you could do an open-ended question to the universe and get the signs. So if there's anything you worry about or wonder about, or you want to know what the outcome, what it looks like it might be. And in every moment you make a different decision and every moment you change the future outcome, right? You want to change a future outcome to the most positive light, just like CTFO change future outcome. You know, my, um, how I sell CBD oil products. Um, my link is in my description, by the way, I haven't mentioned it in like months, but, um, you know, if you want your own business in the United States, uh, CTFO is pretty good. It's high quality, uh, CBD oil products. So check out my link. You could go in, in the business to join. It is absolutely 100% free. If you join it, then you buy your own products. You're going to get it for a discount. So guess what everyone does? <laughs> Why not join for free and then get the discount, right? Duh. Easy. But, <laughs> um, yeah, my friend Rainy, she ordered some stuff. I haven't asked her how they, how it turned out, how, how they work for her, but I love CBD oil. It's so awesome. It's the good thing. But, um, anyway, I just want you guys to, oh, I just looked at my thing and it was a 3333, bam, three, 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 all the way across. 33 minutes and 33 seconds. I've been saying this, <laughs> saying this stuff. So anyway, just, yeah, keep in touch with this, with the universe and with your higher self. And what are the signs? You know, I think it's really telling when someone will say something to you and then you go and watch a show you haven't seen in a year on Netflix or a movie. And then 20 minutes into it, the person on the, on the movie will say the same thing. The person just said to you an hour ago. It's really weird. It happens to me all the time. Or you'll be thinking about a song and you don't know why it just pops in your head. You haven't heard it in years. And then you turn on the radio and the song is there and then you'll like shut it off and you'll go somewhere else. Like you go to the bank and in like when the tellers is whistling that song or singing that song or, and you're just like, what the hell? Why you go to the gym and there's that song again. What the hell? And what happens? If you don't pay attention to like the lyrics of the song, you'll keep hearing the song. And then when you finally hear the lyrics and you finally go, Oh, wait a minute. That's what the universe is telling me, <laughs> you know, or it might be that that song has a significance to you that you have forgotten the first time you met a certain person who was special to you. And then you forgot them 
you know, and then a couple years later, the song's everywhere, and then eventually you're gonna run into them. And the song was going, hey, guess what? It's telescoping the energy. You're going to meet that person. The first time you guys met, you met, you heard that song, you danced to that song, or you bumped into each other and that song was playing, or whatever, you know? If you had a cute meet, you know? <laughs> or even if you're just, or even if you're just, um, whatever, even if you're just, uh, you know, like so you're supposed to be in a specific business and you'll hear a phrase over and over and over again. And then you run into a friend and they go, Oh, I just started this business and I need a, a partner or, you know, whatever, like if it's insurance or whatever, it, it just, everything is going to be in alignment with what your highest, best self wants you to have right? If you keep asking the universe, it will keep giving you the signs. I'm trying to think of other ways. Um, you'll see artwork or sometimes if you're very, uh, fond of certain colors, you'll see specific colors all the time in the places you need to be at. (laughs) Say your hot, your hot fuchsia is your color. And also you're going to see that everywhere and everywhere that it has is like a store has hot fuchsia on the, on the front of the store. You're attracted to that color. You just bought a hot fuchsia shirt. How weird is that? You go in there and you run into something or you find something or you see someone or there's a message in there, you know, (laughs) you know, right before Ethel came back, my son came home with berries and the berries had a pigeon feather, a white pigeon feather. And I'm like, what the hell? And then today with a white pigeon and Ethel is a white pigeon with gray spots. But today I saw a pure white bird. So I thought that was strange. And a friend just told me, oh, now that I said that, a whole bunch of green pigeons just went to the no. (laughs) And they just went to the left. (laughs) I don't know what that means. And also something in my past, I don't know. i got to look into it. i got to see a little bit more. What does that mean? (laughs) I love the green parrots. They're so damn cute. (laughs) They're always squawking and fighting with each other. And then they have to take off and, you know, fly around the air in a circle before landing back in the same trees and then they keep squawking for a few more minutes and then they're all they're all okay again <laughs> it cracks me up so much every time but anyway all right let's get into our thing i'm sure you got the gist of what i'm saying by now right clouds too clouds always give me messages i'm trying to think of what else um oh yeah whatever's in your path when you're walking down the street things that are in your path And you're just like, I was just thinking about a specific thing, or I was thinking about taking up music and, or, you know, learning, learning something. And then like a key ring in front of you will have like a musical note on it, you know, um, you know, just whatever, you know, it's just, I don't know. Those kind of things have happened to me so many times. Usually it's (laughs) keychains. If it's a message that I need to have. God has delivered that in several keychains. Um, back when I was, I got to a point where I'm like collecting keychains. People are like, you have like four keys and 10 keychains. I'm like, yeah, God keeps sending me keychains. I don't know what that means, but they were keys to my life and to holding my life together. Because what does a keychain do, but hold your keys together. (laughs) So, I mean, yeah, those kind of things do happen as well. Whatever's in your physical path. So you can ask the universe a question and then say, show me the signs and then keep your eyes and ears open 
and also the number signs remember the number signs on all the different you know anyway so there you go <laughs> this could be the whole show right just everything i just said was basically the signs in which um you know i should go back and count them and i could put that in the show a description but all the signs that the universe is speaking to you because they're they're there you just gotta know what to look for you know like a friend of mine got um almost run off the highway today by a white suv well when i was in california and i was giving this given the sign i need to freaking get out of california in one day i was almost hit while i'm walking in the road next to my car i was almost hit by a white suv and an hour later um or hour and a half later i was almost hit and ran off the road by a white suv i think it was the same one on a totally different road totally different part of town in fact it was almost in the second in, in a different town it was on i was on the outskirts of a second town same exact one i'm sure and it's just weird like that and it's like white i don't know it's like men in black but in white suvs or was it you know white is the color of the angels but why is it trying to run me off the road it's not angels it's not an angel message if it's trying to harm you you know but for me that was a sign it was just like yeah and then a couple weeks later a guy in a white suv started screaming at me to go back to my own country which was hilarious to me because i'm cherokee it's like you're in my country yo you know but i was just like uh, what the hell are you saying i had a scarf on my head and he started screaming at me because he hates uh muslims you know i could have just been a lady with a scarf on my head i i, I am a muslim but they, he didn't really know that i had no signs in my car that i was wasn't like I was listening to the Quran or something on my radio, which I did sometimes, but that day I wasn't. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like for me, it was, it's, it was like the white SUVs. It was like a warning, get the hell out of here. So I did, I did, I got out of there. Sometimes it, it shows up like that, but I feel like that was more of a cabal thing than a sign from the universe. It's the cabal things will hurt you. They will threaten you. They'll make you feel fear. And the signs from the universe will make you feel joy, love. It'll make you laugh, even if it's something hard, like a flood in your basement. Um, you know, it's like, what's the water telling you? The water is telling you, get the hell out of here. You know, it was like a whirlpool swirling, you know. <laughs> I think it was swirling in Wiedershins, not diesel. You know, it's like in a clockwise form. But... <laughs> You know, the, the animals will come and tell you, get the hell out. You know, this is how and then we're going to show you what's going on. You know, the water came and froze in my pipes. That's another message from water. You're frozen here. You're not going to be able to, to work here. You're going to be frozen here. You know, it's a secret. It's a sign. Anyway, not too much going on in the world of space weather. Um, today there is, uh, 430 kilometer per second solar wind speed right now as I'm reading this. They haven't updated the fireballs over the U.S. There's been absolutely nothing. There's a sunspot, but it's small. Nothing coming out of it, nothing at all. In two days, we will be hit with solar energy. This afternoon, about five hours ago, I was hit by a lot of energy. I got up, I was like, yay, I slept enough. I slept like eight hours or something and I, everything was cool. And all of a sudden, I was just like, nope. I had gotten ready. I was going to go next door to get some, um, a Garana drink. 
and which I sometimes drink instead of coffee. <coughs> and um, all of a sudden, I got overwhelmed, and I and I just lay down on my bed. I felt like I was gonna faint or something. And all of a sudden, I got this rush of hot energy. I'm even getting it now. Again, we're getting another wave. It's the third one today, and we had a really serious one last night. Why so serious? 24D. She said the same thing. Sarah O'Brien mentioned it yesterday. Massive wave incoming of something massive. <laughs> and I mean, I was hot. I was burning up yesterday. I was like, I put on a short, like a short sleeve shirt and, and shorts. And I sprinkled water all over my face and my arms and legs. And I was burning up. I opened up my window. It was 53 degrees out and it wasn't cooling me down. I had to ice my back. I had to put ice on my, on my forehead and my jugular vein and it was 50 degrees outside it was not but I was burning up and this has been happening to every my son it's happened to him yesterday it's been it's it's a, just another symptom of what the hell is going on but that that's what's going on so um let's see here there's some beautiful pictures of the dune-shaped aurora borealis it's kind of blue and purple and green looking. Maybe not blue so much, a little bit of blue, but it might just be the background sky, but it's mostly purple. And so they learned how to, they learned what was causing um, them to be shaped like sand dunes sometimes. And so if you're interested in that, you could go read the article. It's really short. It'll take you like five minutes, but there's a really beautiful um really beautiful picture. I like seeing the Aurora Borealis. So, um, something that did change, we've been at a high rate of the Olu Finland, uh, laboratory. They've been saying that we've been, we're high as far as the neutron counts go, but today we changed to very high levels of neutrons coming in. That would explain why I'm feeling that hot energy. That's cosmic radiation is when there's extra neutrons in the air. So, um, let's see. It says x-ray solar flares. I don't know. It looks like there was two sent, but that was like January 18th. So that was a ways away. So I don't think they're updating that part of the thing. Suddenly my left hand is itching. Yay. I'm getting money. Yay. (laughs) I told that to my friend G had once. I'm like, Oh, look, my left hand is itching. Yeah. I'm going to get money. And he goes, oh, look, my head is itching. I'm going to get a new hat. <laughs> He's like, oh, my leg is itching. I'm going to get new pants. <laughs> He's like, what are you talking about? He had never heard that because he's from Saudi Arabia. Oh, my God. So hilarious. But, yeah, right when I'm talking to you guys. I, before I get into uh, the Schumann Resonance news, I wanted to give a cosmic shout-out to my mother. We call her Grandma Myrna. And she passed away several years ago, but today is her birthday. And sometimes I feel that she's listening to the show. So mom, I love you. And thank you for everything you've ever done for me. And if you're cosmically listening to me from beyond the veil, I just want to tell you, I still love you and always will. So there, I had to give my mommy her happy birthday. She was the one that I told you guys about the other day when I went back to being three years old and she's trying to not to laugh while clean the hand off my milk while I was dunking my marshmallow over and over again in the milk. 
It was the first time I had Lucky Charms. <laughs> I was just like, I was like scientifically observing, you know, how squishy does it get when it's held in milk for a second? How squishy does it get when it's held in milk for like, you know, longer, you know? I've always been doing weird experiments my whole life, and well, that was what I was doing. <laughs> anyway, disclosurenews.it for the Schumann Resonance. 11.30 a.m. UTC time, they said, even today the pattern continues, 14 hours of calm, from 11 yesterday to 1 UTC this morning, when a first variation of 35 hertz frequency broke the silence. This first movement was followed by two other significant ones, spaced four hours apart, Again, 35 hertz frequency at 5 UTC and 39 U, um, hertz frequency at 9 UTC. And then the evening report at 1700 hours UTC time, it says, if you look at the image of dependencies of amplitude below, you can see how in the last three days, there's been a certain symmetry in the activity. In the last two days, there are almost mirrored movements and during office hours based on the local time timeline from 8 to 17 p.m. three peaks peculiar the difference is that today did not revert back to calm but instead we are in continuous variations that sometimes now are reaching power 15 so I'm looking at this now wow it's true you can go to disclosurenews.it and look at the, the what the chart looks like for you so basically the big number of the day is 39. Oh yeah, I'm looking at this. It's pretty much the same. It's like boom, 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 and then calm, and then boom, 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 and then calm, and then boom, boom, boom. Well, those are the pillars actually, and I'm looking at the other one. It doesn't, I guess it does have a, a significance in the actual amplitude, but the pillars, that's what I look at because it, it's very significant. It's like so small that it doesn't register so much on their radar, but they notice it, but they don't go, oh yeah, those pillars are reaching. I mean, it looks like the pillars are reaching like a hundred or something, but they, I don't know why they don't ever count that. Anyway, let's go to heart math and see what they were able to see. California started off at 43 Hertz frequency at midnight tonight and they, or last night, whatever, earlier today. And they ended up at 42 hertz frequency at 5 a.m. So, not a huge difference there. Hofuf, Saudi Arabia, started off at zero and ended at zero, just like always <laughs> for the last weeks and weeks, probably the last month. Uh, Lithuania started off at 78 hertz frequency at midnight, and they went down quickly, dipped to 77 and back up to 78 by 5 a.m., they were at 77, nice master number, at 3 a.m. And Alberta, Canada start off at midnight at 62 hertz frequency on the Schumann Resonance Scale. And they were at 60 hertz frequency by 5 a.m. And Northland, New Zealand start off at 55 at midnight. And by 5 a.m. they were at 51 hertz frequency. And... Hulului has come way, way down, but this is a telling number, is it not? 144 at midnight, as in the 144,000 people who who are ascending. Okay, there's a lot more than that. I think that's just, it might be 144 million at this point, right? So, <laughs> instead of 1,000, 
but 144 at midnight in Hulului, South Africa, but by 5 a.m. they were down to 138 hertz frequency. All right, we're on lesson 222. Ooh, there's your first universal sign. Okay, your second or third one. <laughs> we had we had three 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 three, then we had 77, and now we have 222. We'll see if you're if you are already looking for signs today. There they are, plus the cat clouds and the Phoenician god cloud. He looked like the one that's half fish, the man with the beard and like this crazy hat, and then, but then he's like a merman. I know you've seen this, the Phoenician merman god. Dagobon or something, Day, Dagobon, Dagon, something like that. Anyway, I just saw an episode on um, Gaia. I just saw this episode of symbols or symbology with um, Jordan Maxwell. That guy is freaking so smart, and he puts so many things together. So anything by him, you could go look his stuff up on YouTube too and watch it for free. He's excellent. Okay. We're on lesson 222. This is what it says. God is with me. I live and move in him. God is with me. I live and move in him. God is with me. He's my source of life. The life within the air I breathe. The food by which I am sustained. The water which renews and cleanses me. He is my home, wherein I live and move. The spirit which directs my actions offers me its thoughts and guarantees my safety from all pain. He covers me with kindness and with care and holds in love the sun he shines upon. That means you, not just Jesus, all of us are his son, who also shines on him. How still is he who knows the truth of what he speaks today? Father, we have no words except your name upon our lips and in our minds. As we come quietly into your presence now, we ask to rest with you in peace a while. God is with me. I live and move in him. So you could go find uh, Lesson 222 for the Foundation of Inner Peace at ACIM.org, or you could just go download A Course in Miracles app. So these are very short lessons. I just read the whole lesson yesterday and today. Read the whole thing. All right, I'm going to attempt tonight to give you guys some information on cymatics. Cymatics. It's so interesting and it's about how sound produces patterns and we're going to tell you how it's not just you know like a wave going through the sky there's more to it because when that wave lands it makes a pattern so I'm going to do my best (laughs) tonight to talk to you about well, cymatics, basically, <laughs> and Hans Jenny and a few others who who have been doing ongoing discoveries with this. And what applications does it have for you personally and for the world at large right after this message?
Well, that clip is Stephen Halpern, Great Pyramid, Ohms, Cymatics. Cymatics is spelled C-Y-M-A-T-I-C-S. Now, go to YouTube if you want to hear the whole clip. The whole video is, oh gosh, it's like five and a half minutes. And you can see the visual of what Cymatics is. Stephen Halpern, H-A-L-P, E-R-N, he was a, or is, well, I, okay, he's still alive. (laughs) He is a frequent guest on Coast to Coast AM, but Art Bell did uh, interview him many, many times. He's a very, very interesting person. And while I was studying uh, different things about cymatics, I was actually surprised to come across this. I'd forgotten about this album called Initiation Inside the Great Pyramid. My ex-husband had this and we listened to it quite a bit. He was lucky enough to be able to go into the Great Pyramid by himself with a couple people only, not like in a tour or crowd or something. And the person who was guarding the Great Pyramid inside the King's Chamber They went in together and they made all these tonalities and sounds and they felt it in their bodies. And what I just played from you is, I mean, you'd have to get the actual, to get the real effect of it, you'd either have to do this yourself, go to Egypt, (laughs) or buy the album and play it on some really like kick-ass bows or JBL speakers. But what happened is, he, he made this album and then he played it under a cymatic, um, machine. I think it's a tonoscope is what it's called. We're going to get into where that came from and who invented it in a moment. But he ended up taking his album and he played it underneath this sand stretched there was like a a membrane stretched across this round um, apparatus and the sand is contained in it. And he put just a thin layer of sand and he played his, um, he played his album, different parts of his album underneath the sand. And the way that the sand moves and shifts, that's pretty much what cymatics is. Okay. So, the holy ohm sound made the outside there was a round uh, layer of sand around the outside and then a concentric ring inside that and then inside that was an oval shape you never get an oval shape with this kind of thing usually it's only a round shape so when they said you see that oh my god yeah that's what they were seeing. So I wanted you to be intrigued enough to go, wait a minute, I want to see that. So go to Steve Halpern and see the video. Steve Halpern, Great Pyramid, Ohms, O-M-S, Cymatics. And when, uh, in, and then a little bit later in the clip, I just skipped ahead, and a little bit later in the clip where they were saying, ah, the ah sound, it made a shape of a flower with a circle in the middle of it. (laughs) Okay, so I want to get your wheels spinning on that. I want you to think about that.
while I get into all the things about cymatics. Okay, so there's not a lot about Hans Yenny, spelled like Jenny, J-E-N-N-Y, in Wikipedia. There's literally three paragraphs about this man which I think is very sad. I found another thing related to him on Wikipedia. It looks like Michael Shermer, the famous skeptic slash dickhole. Anyway, um, I spoke to him on the phone once and he was really nice. And then after a few minutes, he said a couple really dickish things that made me realize he's kind of a self-centered, possibly narcissist. So I never had anything to do with him ever again. Um, very weird. I, I was a skeptic back in the day for a few minutes. <laughs> it didn't take, <laughs> uh, because I realized that skeptics are just, um, naysayers and they want to deny everything, even in the face of actual real science. So it's almost like a societal like thing, you know, like, well, what can we downplay and ignore today? Because there's a lot of science that they absolutely ignored in the Skeptic Inquirer and the Skeptics magazines um, that I used to listen to or I used to read. And then I was like, oh, yeah, okay, cool, cool, science, science, yay. Then I realized that they're ignoring a lot of the science. Um, When scientific evidence and proof was repeatable in different countries, it was like, nah, these guys are just making a society out of being dickbags to everyone else's science that they don't believe in. And it became a belief thing rather than an actual skeptical thing. So I don't know. It's like, I think it's, it's good to have a healthy, um, sense of skepticism and discernment is always key for everything, whether it's science or spiritual or anything at all, um, relationships even, but there comes a time when you have to start actually opening your mind and your heart and your eyes and your ears to things that are real, especially when there's evidence right there in front of you. Keep everything open, you know, (laughs) it's, uh, you know, Art Bell was fond of saying that special, uh, phrase, um, your mind is like a pair, a parachute. It only functions when it's open, but your mind also, he used to say, should not be so open that your brains fall out, <laughs> you know? So yeah, exactly. Use, use discernment. So what it says on wikipedia.org about Hans Yeni is that Yeni was born in Basel, Switzerland. After completing a doctorate, he taught science at the Rudolf Steiner school in Zurich. Rudolf Steiner was a friend of his actually. I read on it in a different article. He studied in Zurich for four years before beginning his medical practice. And in 1967, he published his first volume of Cymatics. Again, it's spelled C-Y-M-A-T-I-C-S in case you want to get a copy of this. He, He published this book, Cymatics, The Study of Wave Phenomena. And then his second volume came out the year he died in 1972. The book was a written photographic documentation of the effects that sound vibrations on fluids, powders, and liquid paste makes. He concluded that 
this is not an unregulated chaos. It is a dynamic but ordered pattern. Jenny made or Yenny made use of crystal oscillators and so-called. Well, see, I hate the fact that they say so-called. Um, it's not so-called. It's called. It's. <laughs> see, I know there was an, this other thing. Michael Shermer's name is on it, so I know he's like adding his own little word here and word there to make people feel like this is BS, but this is actually real. Um, you could do this at your own, in your own home and reproduce the results. If it's reproducible, that makes it scientific. It makes it real, right? So, um, anyway, so he, he invented a thing called the tonoscope, T-O-N-O scope, S-C-O-P to set plates and membranes vibrating. So he basically would spread quartz sand, which is like tiny little crystals. Uh, you could also probably do this with salt or even sugar. Again, those are crystals. So you spread them on a black drum membrane and his was 60 centimeters in diameter. The membrane was caused to vibrate by singing loudly through a cardboard pipe. Of course, you can now play CDs for it. You can even play the violin or whatever through it. And the sand produced symmetrical uh, patterns named Schladni patterns named after Ernst Schladni, C-H-L-A-D-N-I, who had discovered this phenomena in the year 1787. So low tones resulted in rather simple and clear pictures, while higher notes, higher tones will form more complex structures. So I encourage you to go see Steve Halpern's uh, videos. It's only five minutes. It's worth it. Uh, it says that Chladni's and Jenny's, I keep saying Jenny, Henny, Yenny, no Yenny, sorry, J-E-N-N-Y, spelled Yen, or pronounced Yenny in Switzerland. Anyway, Yenny's work influenced Alvin Lucier, or Lucier, and helped lead to his composition, Queen of the South. Cymatics was also followed up by Center for Advanced Visual Studies, founder Yorgi Kepps at MIT, and his work in the area included acoustically vibrated piece of sheet metal in which small holes have been drilled in a grid. Small flames of gas burned through the holes and thermodynamic patterns were made visible by the setup. Well, that's really interesting. A special edition of the Haffler Trio's work, exactly as I say, includes a DVD containing material said to be based on and extended from techniques suggested by Professor Hans Yenny. And then says, uh, goes on to say, a photographer, uh, photographer, photographer, Alexander Lauterwasser has also captured imagery of water surfaces set into motion by sound sources ranging from sine waves to music by Beethoven, Stockhausen, and overtone singing. Okay, so kind of like what Stephen Halpern is doing. Uh, wanted to point out in another article that I read the name Alexander Lauterwasser. Lauterwasser means loud water. And he used water uh, instead of the crystal sand. And he put sound, he played music, and it made beautiful patterns in the water. And he got that, he took pictures of it and movies of it. 
it's so funny that his name is Loudwater and he was led to this work and the article I read is like, was that a coincidence? Was it fate? You know, actually he said, was it fate or destiny? <laughs> you know, it's like his name. It's his name. It's so cool. So a uh, nine ways mystery school dot They have a little blurb on hands. Jenny hands. Yenny. See, I keep saying it wrong. Sorry about that. God rest his soul. Uh, sacred sound tools. They wanted to uh, talk about that. So, they said, uh, what did they say? Their, their explanation is a little bit more clear. In 1967, Hans Yeni, <laughs> a Swiss doctor, published the book Cymatics, The Structure and Dynamics of Waves and Vibrations. Now, in this book, Yeni showed what happens when one takes various materials, like sand, spores, iron fillings, and water, and places them on vibrating metal plates. What appears are shapes in motion, patterns which vary from the nearly perfect ordered and stationary to those that are excitingly chaotic and constantly in motion. And he created an invention of his own called a tonoscope, which made use of crystal oscillators to set these metal plates into motion. Unlike in previous experiments, he could precisely control the rate of vibration and repeat experiments attaining identical results. See, I mean, that's what makes it science. Don't call it a so-called when it's an actually, it's a real thing. It's, you know, (laughs) it was just crazy that that word was shoved into Wik. You know, sometimes Wikipedia sucks because you could change it. I could change it. You could change it. You know, we just change whatever. And it's like sometimes people sneak in, you know, words that make it sound not real, you know. Even though it's, you could reproduce it, that's scientific. The tonoscope was constructed to make the human voice visible without any electronic apparatus as an intermediate link. So this yielded the amazing possibility of being able to see the physical image of a vowel, a tone, or song that a human being could produce directly. Now, not only can you hear a melody, you can see it. So think about that for a moment. I had, I had a, an experience when I was a little kid where I went to this lady's house and she was a single mom. She was raising her two children, uh, alone and her two children could hear and she was deaf. Now she had this massive, um, screen on one side of her house. And every time anybody spoke, there was patterns in various colors from green to yellow to pink and mixtures of colors. And it was just the vibration would make a pattern. And now I'm wondering if this was not some crazy invention someone made for her, because I've never seen that in any other deaf person's house since that, when I was like 12. And it was weird because now looking back, you know, they just said, well, when someone speaks, my mom will know someone's speaking. So, you know, the lights flash and they didn't realize that's what the kids said. They didn't realize I was noticing that there was a pattern every time it was something different. When the phone rang, it was bright red and flashy, like pink and red. 
kind of flashing. And when people talked, it was more subtle, but depending on what people were saying, it was just like making different, like it was green, it was yellow. You know, when one person spoke, it was one kind of pattern. When someone else spoke, it was a different color and a different pattern, like a smaller flower, a bigger flower, or a starburst that looked like a, uh, like firework, fireworks. <laughs> so now looking back on them, I'm like, who invented that? What was it? And oh my God, do you, did deaf people in the seventies have that? <laughs> was Hans Yenny her husband? I don't know. <laughs> it was crazy looking at this, like really like it was maybe like around 1979 possibly or 1980. I mean, it was might've been when I was 11, 10 or 11 actually. But I remember being there with my aunt Billy and I told you, she's a very interesting lady. She knew a lot of interesting people. And I don't even know who this other lady was. We went to her house like maybe twice only my whole life. I only went to her house twice. I don't remember her name. I don't remember her kids names. I know she had a little girl and a little boy and the little boy wanted me to go shooting his BB gun with him outside with my older cousin, Gina. And we did that. And the little girl seemed to not give a crap about that and ignored us and went back inside. And I think she's reading a book or something. It was so it was like, but I remember when the phone rang in this, this pattern. And then I started noticing that when different people were talking, she could tell who was talking just by looking at that. I think when my aunt talked, it was yellow. When my cousin talked, it was green. When her kids talked, it was pink or uh, orange, depending on who was talking. It was very weird. And so I, you know, I'm like thinking a lot about it. Like if it wasn't doing what I think it was doing, would this be an excellent application for deaf people to hear what people are saying by seeing the pattern of their voice and the patterns their voice is making because it seemed like she had an energy about her that she was almost psychically knowing what her kids were saying. And they said, yeah, she could say she could hear, or she could see when people are talking and they didn't seem to understand. She knew what they were saying and she gave them dirty looks after looking at the screen when they kind of got a little snarky about her being deaf. (laughs) And it was just like, Whoa, I feel like maybe There was a lot more to that screen than she was letting on, but it helped her to understand her children more. And if I'm completely making that up and that didn't exist, I mean, I knew it existed, but maybe in the way that I think, let's make that for deaf people, right? Somebody out there, I know you're going to hear this show if you're meant to invent that if it's not already been invented, right? It's crazy. Okay. So this article on nine ways mystery school goes on, uh, nine is within the number nine. So one of Jenny's most interesting results with the tonoscope was produced when he took, I said, Jenny again, or okay. Anyway, he took a vibrating plate and covered it with liquid and, and tilted it. And he said the liquid did not yield to gravitational influence and runoff the vibrating plate, but stayed on and went on constructing new shapes as though nothing. 
That was nice confirmation. As it, beep, beep, <laughs> as nothing had happened. If, however, the oscillation was then turned off, then the liquid would just run, began to run. But if the tonoscope was turned back on and the vibrations reestablished quickly before the liquid ran off the plate, he not only could prevent the liquid from leaving the plate, but actually set it back into its original position. So according to Yenny, this was an example of an anti-gravitational effect caused by vibrations, sonic waves, sonic tones. Oh my God. I'm talking about that. And here comes the siren. That's hilarious. I mean, and God bless whoever needs that, uh, <laughs> whoever needs the ambulance, but so Yenny also pointed out the resemblance between shapes and patterns that we see around us in physical reality and the shapes and patterns he generated in his experiments. Yenny stipulated the theory that biological evolution was a result of vibrations. He says there is a similar, a similarity between cymatic pictures and quantum particles. In both cases, that which appears to be a solid form is also a wave. Mm, just like light. Interesting. They are both created and simultaneously organized by the principle of pulse, the principle of vibration. This is the great mystery with sound. There is no solidity. A form that appears solid is actually created by an underlying vibration. In his book, Yenny says that the key to understanding how we can heal the body lies in our understanding of how different frequencies or tones influence our physical reality. So, uh, there's a lady, she says, um, Kathy Guzetta, she says the forms of snowflakes and faces of flowers may take on their shape because they are responding to some sound in nature. Likewise, it is possible that crystals, plants, and human beings may in some way, may be in some way that music They may be, I'm sorry, they may be in some way music that has taken on visible form. All right, go back to the Bible. What does it say in the Bible? It says that God said the word, the word was made flesh. And there was something else in the Bible that just came, popped into my mind. Okay, God, give me that thought again. (laughs) Give me that thought again, baby. There was something, uh, by your word, it is made. So Jesus said that by your word, it is made. So logos is the word, the word logic comes from the word logos in in the Greek. Just throwing these ideas out there. You're going to put it together in the way that you need to for you. Right? So further reading, um, according to nine ways mystery school, which I thought was awesome that they did this. They put all of these, uh, books here that you could go ahead and, um, read that kind of goes along with this. 
Fabric of the Universe by Dennis Postel, P-O-S-T-L-E. The Tao of Physics by Fritz Joff Capra. The Dancing Wu Lee Masters by Gary Zukoff. Cosmic Code by Heinz Pagels. Quantum Reality by Nick Herbert. The Philosophy of Quantum Mechanics by Max Jammer. And Other Worlds by Paul Davies. The Holographic Universe by Michael Talbot. And The End of Physics by David Lindley. Now, all of those look so interesting. Makes me want to go back to the U.S. and buy them all. So, um, it's a very, very interesting uh, website, actually. Okay, so, seeing sound, five remarkable examples of cymatics and beyond. Okay, um, there are ways... Other or other means that you could go check this out. Uh, on TED Talks, Evan Grant talks about cymatics, and it says here visualizing sound waves with fire. Ooh, a classic experiment called the Rubens tube or standing wave flame demonstrates a standing wave using a long pipe perforated along the top, sealed at both ends. One seal is attached to a smaller speaker or frequency generator. The other two is supply of flammable gas. Well, that sounds safe. (laughs) Don't do this at home, kids. It shows the relationship between sound waves and air pressure by altering the height of the flames. And it looks like a lot of fun. It says it's in a video. I don't know if I'd like that because it's just one tube. It's just straight across, but you could do that. Um... There's a sound glass system that allows people to see noises made in, it's related, it's, they said it's not exactly cymatics. Trends in Japan reported a revolutionary type of glass that can show how visually, how loud a sound is, what direction it's coming from on a transparent display. And they call it sound glass. Makes sense. Um, it's, it shows information on sounds emanating from the area that can be seen through the transparent display. In other words, the device could visualize sound information and specify the direction of the sound source. The capability sets it apart from other ordinary sound measurement instruments. Yes, of course. Um, let's see. So trying to, this is not a very good article actually. Um, Visual complexity for equally complex music. And this isn't exactly what this is. Okay, so cymatics, it's like usually the plate is like square or round. And there was this article that I found. Um, let's see here. Called, it's it's from cymatics or cymaticsource.com. There's only one S. So it's C-Y-M-A-T-I-C. S-O-U-R-C-E.com. If you want to look it up um, more, it's called the Caduceus article. Okay. Um, it's talking about all the different people that what they did. Actually, the first person, see, even on um, Wikipedia, they did not have it right. So someone is messing around with this. They don't like the idea of the knowledge coming out. So they're just putting their own two cents in and it's really not even worth the two cents. But on July 8th, 1680, the exceptional 
I'm sorry, the English experimental philosopher Robert Hooke, H-O-O-K-E, broke the visible sound barrier when he spread flour on a small glass plate and he passed a violin bow along the edge of the plate. And as he continued, he noticed that the flower, rather than just flying off the plate, configured itself into an oval shape. Oh, that tells me it's probably an ohm sound, right? Which reoriented itself along the surface depending on how he bowed the plate. And now Chladni, known as the father of acoustics, a hundred years later, laid the foundations for the study of the physics of sound. Chladni devoted uh, his experimentation to the phenomena of resonance. In the manner of Hooke's experiments, he spread fine sand on a suspended steel plate instead of glass this time, bowed the edge of the plate with, you know, the, the same kind of uh, rosined up violin bow, right? Intricate patterns formed as the sand migrated away from areas of the greatest vibration and settled along the nodal lines or areas of minimal vibration within the plate. He made extensive drawings of the patterns and they became known as the Chladni figures, C-H-L-A-D-N-I again, if you want to look that up. So I'm looking at this too, and they're very strange. Like one of them is just a very thick circle and inside it, a dot. And it's the symbol of the sun. Now that makes me curious to know if that's a vibration the sun makes. What would that sound like? Now you could go to NASA online on YouTube and get these sounds. You could just get what Jupiter makes. And what if we apply that to the plate and find out what shape the sound makes when it's on a plate that is horizontal? I mean, it's it's all well and good to see a sine wave in the air, but when you see it hit a flat surface and that flat surface is horizontal to the ground, you know, it's it's parallel to the ground. It makes me wonder what the shape looks like. Right? So some of his Schladni had, so the sun symbol is one of the shapes. One of them is a flower, like six petaled flower, but inside of the petals, it's one, two, three, four, five, six sided. So what's that? A hexagon. And inside the hexagon is a circle, very thin, uh, lined circle whereas the other one was very thick lined this is very interesting stuff you guys so um he went through salons throughout europe and his demonstrations were very very impressive so much so that word finally reached napoleon napoleon and he paid him a princely fee for a quartz presentation. So that's interesting. Now it talks a little bit about Michael Faraday. You've heard of the Faraday cage. We're going to have to do a episode on Michael Faraday soon. In 1831, the great experimental scientist, Michael Faraday published a paper 
describing his observations of geometric nodal forms appearing in granular solids under the effect of vibration. Although he is fascinated by the phenomena, he soon moved on to other areas, of course, electromagnetism, as he couldn't find a practical application for them. But other people found this very interesting. Now, in 1885, Margaret Watts Hughes, she's an American, and, well, her last name being Watts, I know she's related to my first husband. I just noticed that. Um, His uncle created Watts, California, in Los Angeles area. Anyway... (laughs) Anyway, she was a singer, Margaret Watts Hughes, was a singer and a devout congregationalist. She began experimenting with the idophone, which is a small saxophone-like instrument, with the membrane spread tightly over the bell of it, and upon which she spread various powders and liquids. By singing long, sustained tones into the device, she was able to create finely detailed images, mirroring the brachiated structure of plants and flowing water, as well as the amazingly complex forms of flower petals. Okay, so then later in the 1960s, in the Swiss Alps, that's when Hans Jenny got interested in this, and he constructed his tonoscope and transformed the human voice into sound figures. And because he was working at the Waldorf school system with physically impaired children, he decided to make a toy to help the deaf children speak. And that's his tonoscope. That's why he built it. So although a deaf child might not be able to hear the difference between a properly pronounced O and a guttural's poorly articulated uh, using the tonoscope, the child could see the difference. So it helped deaf children to speak more articulately. Very interesting, right? So then he later hooked up a frequency generator and amplifier to differently shaped steel plates and animated the lycopodium powder, which is a fine spherical powder, highly responsive to vibration, as well as liquids and denser paste. So it's funny that every article that mentions Hans Yenny, they talk about different materials he used. He didn't just do one or two things. He did a wide variety of things. He was so interested in this. So it says it enabled him a much greater control over the parameters of the phenomena, including the ability to repeat the specific patterns at will. Remember, repeatability in science is very important. That makes it go from a so-called thing to a real thing. So, um, the resulting patterns and flow forms he observed were extensively documented in films and books and over 14 years of detailed research. And he named it chymatics or cymatics. Uh, in German, it's with a K, chymatics, K-Y-M-A-T-I-C, from the Greek word kaima, which pertains to waves. K-Y-M-A is that word. So he deep he deeply dove into this area of scientific inquiry. 
and it had only been a little bit studied up until that point, not deeply, and he went into it deep. So, let's see, what else does it say? Uh, they're, they're saying, and so then the person of this article um, from cymaticsource.com, he says, so, like, why would you be interested in massive powder moving around a plate? He says, perhaps it depends on your ability to discern the patterns, not just in sand, but the interplay of sound, the animating principle of vibration interacting with substance, the dense matter that gives form to these dynamic structures. And in his analysis of the patterns and profound insights into the universality of them, it set Yeni apart from all the previous researchers. He was a true Renaissance man. He was a medical doctor, a fine artist, painter, and musician, an astute observer of nature, and a philosopher of science in the Goethean tradition. He was also an anthroposophist, having personally studied directly with Rudolf Steiner. So needless to say, his perspective was vast. Yet he went so far as to say that wherever one fixes one's gaze, in whatever field of observation, be it astronomy, geology, orology, which is the study of wave movements within the earth, orology, O-R-O-L-O-G-Y, I've never heard that before, anatomy, physiology, embryology, one may observe the principles of cymatics at play. So, hidden within physical formations of standing wave patterns, Yeni perceived and documented specific processes manifesting through the energetic impulse or oscillations of the sound frequency interacting with the matter. And he showed empirically, that means scientifically, how the certain frequencies within the audible range could create fluid forms in the viscous paste, liquids, and powders. So... Basically, he was taking inert matter, animating it by sound, and creating... Uh, you'd just assume it'd just be a circulatory-like pattern, like, you know, when you throw a pebble into a still pond, and then there's concentric circles, and you think that's pretty much all that's going to happen. But he discovered that different sounds created different pa- patterns, which I'm sure you're getting that by now. Um... What this person says is viewing his films, one can easily imagine how life forms could evolve from the primordial energetic matrix organized by orderly pulsations of sound. Now, this is really strange because now Yeni, because of his groundbreaking work, made him a forerunner of chaos theory and complexity science. His experimental method provided a solid foundation for the therapeutic application of sound and music. Okay, so I thought that was very interesting. Even though he's a doctor, he didn't go into sound healing. Funny, right? You'd think that he would have that would have been a natural leap for him, but he didn't go into that. So there was something really strange about it. Um, basically. Oh my goodness, I did not know that was going to happen. Turn off. (laughs) Ah. 
All right. Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> I turned off my notifications like, what, two weeks ago? And it's not happened, or whenever I got this thing, and it hasn't happened since. That just shocked me. All right. <laughs> Speaking of sound and turmoil and chaos theory, oh, I love the universe. There it is. What he discovered um, while he was doing this is that when he looked, and we made a film, and then he, I think he like slowed it down, slow motion. And at first, everything got extremely chaotic, and there was no pattern emerging. But as the tone, like that's when the tone began, it was just what it was. It was just the sand or whatever on the plate. And then as the tone started, like, uh, and like in the middle, then it was like super chaotic and crazy. And then, um, and when it was able to sustain a tone, that's when the pattern emerged. So that helped him understand that everything, all order and complexity arises from chaos. And he was able to put it together that it's just chaos is the beginning of a complex organized pattern. You might have noticed that in your life playing out. (laughs) He said, we live in a vast ocean of sound. And we are perpetually bathed in a plethora of energetic currents, according to this author who wrote this amazing Caduceus article. He says, which invite or compel us to flow along with them. Our choice, of course, lies in selecting what currents do we want to merge with? What forms will we animate through our vital forces of acceptance and will? So I like this because you can take any of the tones or whatever you could take anything on YouTube. You know, they say my music will heal you with this, or they will help you with that. You know, your pineal gland, your this, your that go check out those tones and see what pattern it makes. Is it a lovely pattern or a pattern you go, (laughs) you know, it might not really work for you. Certain patterns will and certain patterns won't. Certain sounds will and certain sounds won't because the sounds make a pattern. And there's some really beautiful, um, on the Caduceus article, it's a PDF from Cymatic Source. There's some really beautiful forms that they put um, a, a glass plate and a beautiful light through it. And, and then they put water and there's some really beautiful um, figures that they have, pictures that they took. Very, very interesting. And so like when someone sings a monochord, it's very orderly. But when someone sings over a monochord and it's cacophonous, it'll, the, the pattern will look cacophonous. It's really crazy. And Caduceus is, um, let's see here. It's, uh, the name of a sound machine that was made. Caduceus also is that form of on every medical building. It's like the wings at the top of a wand and the, um, red and blue sometimes it's just all metal but the snakes going up the uh wand the wand being the spine the snakes being the two parts of the kundalini the the red and the blue is some of the you know sometimes black and white depending on the art very strange very very strange so 
what are the applications to this? I, I was thinking about this, the, the deaf thing that I mentioned earlier, big time is an application, right? Now, another application uh, that they've been working on, and when you go through that TED Talk I mentioned, Evan Grant, I think he's the one that mentioned um, dolphins. We can understand what they're saying through the pattern that their sound wave makes, and when we and maybe we could learn, you know, their language. It might be a language there. Now, if you guys haven't seen that movie, oh my gosh, Arrival, I highly recommend it. It's on YouTube right now. I mean, on um, Netflix right now. Sorry, not YouTube. Netflix. It's an excellent, excellent movie. And it kind of deals with this, actually. It kind of deals with this. I don't want to give any spoilers away, but she is the woman who's the main character. Has She's hired to speak with extraterrestrials that don't have a cut and dry language. They produce sounds and they produce these, um, what just looks like art and she has to interpret it. It doesn't make any sense. It make like there's sounds that they produce. It's like a wave, but they also, it's just crazy. I'm not going to tell you more, but it reminds me of cymatics anyway. It's not, exactly that but it's very interesting but what if we were to take crop circles and we could back engineer because if we go through all of the tones and all of the sounds and we know what the pattern each makes and we take a crop circle what if every year they're giving us a song one note at a time What if we back engineered that? (laughs) Any volunteers for that? Any takers who want to get into this field and actually do something like that? How interesting would that be? And what if we want to do sound vibrational healing on someone and they're deaf and we know what energy pattern would heal their environment, would heal them? but they can't hear it. They could feel it vibrationally. They could feel it in their flesh. I know everyone can. When you sit next to a speaker that's loud, your body vibrates. Now think about that implication. It vibrates with the sound coming out of the speaker. It vibrates with it. We're not going to get into Masaru Emoto stuff yet. We will. We'll get there with the water crystals and the words put into the crystals. That's also a sound and an energy form. Every sound is an energy form. So what if we took the patterns of say, um, something that would shatter cancer cells, for example, and we made art that was that exact sound and frequency pattern wave and we did art like that and put that up in cancer wards and children's cancer hospitals everywhere all over the world we don't even have to tell them what it is what if that vibration was there constantly and a child looked at that picture every day 
what if that could shatter cancer? What if that heals people? All of a sudden, I mean, those, those, those hospitals are going to be super popular, right? I mean, I'm just spitballing out loud here. I'm like, you know, this wasn't in any article. I'm just, I'm just thinking about what could we use this for? What can we use it for? I, I did art that said words and the words were, I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. And I put it each phrase on a different canvas and I put it across my wall and the other side of the wall was a family that was always arguing. And after a couple months, everything in their life turned around. Every time I heard them fight, I would look at those pieces of art and I'd say, I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. Every time. Now, what if we could do it a little bit more abstract and just have a sound wave pattern of harmony or peace? What is that? What is that sound? Is it 432 hertz frequency? Maybe. Maybe it's 10,000 hertz frequency. Maybe it's the holy ohm, which is a circle with a. You got to look at this. You seriously you got to see what what that makes. But inside the great pyramid, when you chant ohm. It's a, a circle inside a circle, and in, in the middle of that is an oval, almost like the shape of an egg. Look like a strange eye. And I've seen, um, from our perspective anyway, the Hubble Space Telescope got a picture of a galaxy, like the gas, you know, makes all the pretty colors. <laughs> I don't know, I think it's gas, right? Or, or plasma and... It, it had that kind of a shape in it once, a similar shape. And and the sound that the universe makes as it's expanding is that holy ohm. And if you ohm correctly, it vibrates throughout your whole body and it makes that shape. Well, what if we made art with that shape? That could be like the, it's subtle and you see it on a subconscious level. But maybe when you're surrounded by that, do you feel more in alignment with the one will? There are a lot of applications to this. A lot of applications to this. Now, we were talking yesterday about right frequency and being able to shatter viruses. What if we could shatter viruses, not through sound, but through the pattern that the sound makes, and we put that into art? What if we make it into jewelry, put it on t-shirts, There's a lot of practical things that can happen out of this. What if we put it, what if you have a tattoo with that? You find a particular frequency that is vibrating super high. And what if you have art on you that you did not know had a specific vibration that's low? Oh my God. (laughs) It could go both ways. But I wanted to bring it up. I wanted to talk about Hanzieni today. I wanted to talk about cymatics. There's a lot of applications. There's a lot of things that we can do with sound. Our brains are producing sound. And brainwave optimization, I haven't quite brought that one up yet. Officially, haven't done a show about it yet. I will. I have brainwave optimization. And I'll tell you, my... I was sitting there after like the third day and I looked at my doctor. I said, you know, this is very interesting music that you picked. And he's like, what do you mean? (laughs) 
I didn't understand the concept of what was happening. And he says, what do you mean? I'm like, it's like a, it's like a strange, like Japanese coffee house. It's what I'm imagining. He's like, oh, well, what do you mean? I'm like, it just, it's just like the sounds, the music that you played. It's like really beautiful, but it's very sparse. And then all of a sudden it'll come up with like, almost like a a sound of a, of a uh, harp, (laughs) like an angel's harp. And he says, well, you know, that's the sounds of your brain. I'm like, what? (laughs) And, and I guess my brain waves were ping ponging back and forth against the electrodes that he put on my head and my brain had a pattern and then it's transmitted to me over the earphone so I can hear my own brain. And I heard the music of my brain and it sounds like a Japanese coffee house. (laughs) That's the last thing I I expected it to sound like a punk rock concert, but Hey, (laughs) but every now and again, it busts out with a harp, like angel music. I'm like, what the hell? So that was very interesting. So I, I think about what if you want your brain waves to be a certain way and then you translate it to the sound and you translate it to the art and now you could see it as well as hear it. So, uh, you know, there's a cymoscope. You can make your own. You can make your own. You could do it today. Just get a jar, put a balloon across it and tape it. Just, you know, cut up a balloon do a little bit of a rubber, um, you know, like just make a rubber surface, you know, just a little jar. It doesn't have to be that big or, you know, kind of a bigger jar if you want and, and tape it or put a rubber band around it and play, put on top of a, your speaker and play music and see what happens. You're going to be amazed. This is absolutely incredible. So it's basically what is cymatics? Cymatics is the science of sound made visible and you can go look like even like an F sharp made by a gong. It's like a five petaled flower with it. it like look on this, uh, cymoscope.com C Y M A S C O P E.com. Um, John Stuart Reed, he developed an interest in Egyptology and visited the great pyramid and he went into the king's chamber and he started to gain interest in sound very interesting anyway he searched for the scientific tool to study cymatics more and that's when he invented the cymoscope this is very interesting more will be talked about i'm sure the more i research into this so our sound our sound goes more and more and more oh look there's a music made visible app, the Cymoscope app. So holy crap. I'm going to go get this right now. So exciting. Well, I'm glad I found that right the last minute. Aren't you? <laughs> if you listen to the Cymoscope app, I mean, if you download it and you play tones, let me know what your results are. If you want to play around with this one day, it's going to be very, very interesting. Anyway, it looks like we're counting down. We have 55 minutes. I started this at 5.55, by the way. (laughs) For those of you who are keeping score about all of the angel numbers and the ways that the universe tells you you're lining up correctly, at least that's what's telling me. And if I say 5.55 to you, it's going to say something to you, too. (laughs) 
Oh my goodness. Today is the 29th of January, 2 and 9 out to 11. That makes it 111. That's something else. In 2020, that's something else. <laughs> Ooh. This kind of gives me like a weird chill, but instead of uh, cold, I feel hot when I thought of that just now. The hot, quick, hot flash. <laughs> that's a call to confirmation sometimes if it gives you tingly or hot energy like that. But anyway, I hope you enjoyed this episode. It's very strange, this stuff. Um, I want you guys to think of other applications. Maybe you can think of stuff that I didn't even think of. But for sure, healing the body, healing the mind, um, putting it into art to always create a feeling and energy of harmony. Um, Especially, you know, maybe give a piece of art to a family that's always fighting, see what happens. Interesting, right? Oh, here, you were picked. Raffle on the block. Look, you guys won this piece of art. I hope you like it. (laughs) And also, you have to do it with colors that would also be peaceful and harmonious, like a pale pink or a blue or a green, the color of the heart, love, and understanding. I mean, there's some things that can be done that will be wild when we come up with all the amazing applications for this, right? Ooh, it gives me the chills like in a good way though. Like, yeah, we're going to do it. We're going to do some amazing things together as a collective whole. Uh, all of us light workers gain together. Um, I'm excited. Now I want to look on money. I want to see what is the tone of money. Like, you know, what are all the patterns and energy on the money? We can hear the sound of it. Maybe there's something more to it than we knew. <laughs> All right, that's it for now, guys. I'll be back tomorrow with all unique and original programming, just like always. And that's it. That's all I'm going to say about that for today. (laughs) I love you guys. I love you so, so much. Thank you for listening. I hit 40,000 listens total today, so I'm excited about that. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being on board. Last time I looked at 125 regular listeners that's uh i have more listeners but people who tune in regularly we've got about 125 so please keep spreading the word it is starting to grow and i need it to grow so that i can keep doing the show (laughs) so anyway thank you so much for everything your love your support it's been helping and everything else thank you so so much but now i'm signing off with peace and joy and the high vibrations of the holy fifth dimension. Until next time, guys, peace. Metaphysical Soul Speak is run on sponsors and listener support. This means listeners like you. If you are so inclined to support my efforts and my little podcast, please visit me at anchor.fm forward slash metaphysical and pledge an amount of your choosing today. Thank you.